Today, Rinpoche explained that in order to be enlightened, the proper object of negation has to be the object of observation. Merely looking at a variety of wrong views and believing that those wrong views are the object of negation in terms of what binds us to cyclic existence is incorrect. It is merely the grasping at true establishment that binds us to cyclic existence. Though other things which are wrong views are side effects or results of our wrong view of grasping. We good, Lech? Yeah? Okay. Rimache Dixon. Parche. So welcome everyone to the Chen Rezig Center. Once again, we're looking at Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stages of the path to enlightenment. Um, and this text is a summary of all of Lord Buddha's teachings. Um, it's a commentary on Atisha's Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment, which was the first um, real summary found in the Tibetan Buddhist lim literature that showed a being how he or she could, from the beginning stages of the path to the ending stages of the path of Buddhahood, uh, of Buddhahood, practice, and in what order he or she should practice. Um, so if, if we when looking at the teachings in this way, they're divided into three categories, and they're called the teachings shared in common, the teachings for beings of three capacities. Um, so these teachings are as follows. So when you hear the teachings for beings of three capacities, this means that these three categories summarize all of the kangjur and the tanjur. The kangjur, the pronouncements of Lord Buddha and the Tanjur, the authentic Indian commentary. So these are the texts that we have behind us here. Um, and uh, so it, just being able to read something that's so short and understand the um, explicit and implicit material found within these texts is very rare, and that's why this has been our main focus for so many years. Uh, so the way that we categorize them is first that called the teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity are teachings for beings who want to achieve a higher realm rebirth, rebirth in the gods, demigods, and human realms. So these uh, practitioners engage in the refuge of the three jewels of the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, and, and, and actively engage in abandoning the ten non-virtuous activities, or engaging in the ethics which abandons the ten non-virtuous activities. And if one makes a mistake, acknowledging that downfall. So in dependence upon these practices, he or she is able to achieve higher realm rebirth. And these are the teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity. The next category, the teachings shared in common for beings of medium capacity, are for practitioners who wish to achieve their own individual liberation. These practices are the three highest higher trainings. The highest higher training in ethics, concentration, and wisdom. In dependence upon these three trainings, the practitioner is able to achieve his or her own individual liberation or nirvana. The last category of the teachings for beings of great capacity are practices for those who wish to achieve Buddhahood. And these are practices that 
um, combining the practices already mentioned with the mind that aspires to enlightenment, uh, the generation of bodhicitta, and then from that Buddha mind or that bodhicitta engaging in the practice of the six perfections. Uh, in dependence upon those practices, he or she is able to achieve complete Buddhahood. So this is how Lord Buddha's teachings can be summarized into three categories. The teachings shared in common, uh, the teachings for beings of three capacities. And just as a translator's note, the tantric um, path is mentioned very, very briefly at the end of the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment. And that's considered just a summary of all the tantric practices. But Lama Tsongkhapa wrote a secondary book called The Great Treatise on the Stages of the Tantric Path, which is, uh, you would say, in addition to this, if one were to want to practice intensely the tantric vehicle because the perfection vehicle is really the main focus of the great treaties on the stage of the path to enlightenment. So you divide Mahayana into two categories, the, the sutra and the tantra teachings, the perfection vehicle uh, and the resultant vehicle. So this emphasizes the perfection vehicle and mentions the tantric vehicle because there's another text which, which completely explains the tantric vehicle. Desmoalasso. <laughs> Dutta The Dundubakuna 
Tadaki, Tabi, Yula, Cheba, Dundubi, Toba, Nanjie, Toba, Kanjie, Tanjela, Majau, Ona, Mariba, Te, Raji, Dundubi, Tu, Te, Cendawashi, Yinhana, Yinhana, Sir, Lubendi, June, Kundu, Tandu, Trubi, Tunala, Rajinam Rangu Mushawa Shishawala Subatanya Zeva Matunana Dene Kaza Khan Chukaya Ruyu Yunam Yunala Luyu Wangi Jaba Meba Chutanala Rangu Rangi Muyune Lam で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、で、
This could be okay. I'll figure it out. We're good. I mean, John Kansaka, he read that. Check Jeta Kunta Gi Dazin La Mambu. There. Okay. Dixon. All right. So that puts us at 662 midway, which is right here. What is the conception of self, the view of Jeta Gunta? Okay. So that's that. And I said we are starting at. To 11, correct? Okay. Here we go. Is everybody ready? Yeah? Okay. All right. Based on just this intrinsic nature, the referent object of the way that ignorance apprehends things as explained above, essentialist schools, Buddhist and non-Buddhist, reify many different things. When you negate the referent of ignorance's cognitive process, you completely stop all these tenet-driven reifications, <coughs> as though you cut a tree at its root. Therefore, those who have the faculty of wisdom should understand that the referent object of innate ignorance is the basic object of negation, and should not devote themselves merely to refuting imaginary constructs that are imputed only by the advocates of philosophical tenets. Refuting the object of negation in this way is not an idle pursuit. You see that living beings are bound in cyclic existence by a wrong conceptual consciousness that has the object of negation as its object, and you then refute its object. What binds all living beings in cyclic existence is innate ignorance. Acquired ignorance exists only among those who advocate philosophical tenets. So it cannot be the root of cyclic existence. It is extremely important to gain specific and certain knowledge at this point. Hence, the ultimate wrong conceptual consciousness that conceives the object of negation is the innate ignorance, which is the first of the twelve factors of dependent arising. Acquired objects of negation are merely superimpositions based on this. So just as a translator's note, it's saying that, that there are all these different tenet systems in philosophical systems of different religions, and these are not the root of cyclic existence. And spending a lot of time refuting them isn't really getting to the root of what is the root of cyclic existence. Um, so it is the, the innate ignorance is the ignorance that grasps at things as being truly established. So it says it's extremely important to gain specific and certain knowledge at this point. So to, to, neg to look for the object of the proper object of negation. You can look at other religious philosophical tenet systems that were made up, but those aren't the, uh, those can be negated, but those aren't the object of negation, and that those aren't the root of cyclic existence. Thus, it is not all the case that reason negates all of the cognitive processes through which non-conceptual consciousnesses, e.g., sen example, sensory consciousnesses, apprehend things. Therefore, only conceptual mental consciousness have cognitive processes that are negated by reason. More specifically, reason refutes the cognitive processes of the two conceptions of self and the cognitive processes of those conceptual consciousness that superimpose further attributes on objects that have been imputed by those two conceptions of self. It is not that reason refutes the cognitive processes of all conceptual consciousness of any kind. 
How does ignorance superimpose intrinsic nature? In general, there appear in Chandrakirti's text many usages of verbal conventions such as nature or essence with regard to objects that exist only conventionally. However, here in the case of the reification by ignorance, there is with regard to objects, um, there, there is with regard to be by be they persons or other phenomena, a conception that those phenomena have ontological status, a way of existing in and of themselves, without being posited through the force of an awareness. The referent object that is thus apprehended by the ignorant conception, the independent ontological status of those phenomena, is identified as a hypothetical self or intrinsic nature. For Aryadeva's 400 verses says, All of this is with it without its own power, therefore there is no real self. There is no self. Commenting on this, Chandrakirti's commentary on the 400 stanzas says, It is that which exists essentially, intrinsically, autonomously, and without depending on another. That is, that is to be negated, if there were the dot dots. Thus, he says, those that are synonyms, without depending on another, does not mean not depending on causes and conditions. Instead, other refers to a subject, a conventional consciousness, and something is said not to depend on another due to the not being posited through the force of that conventional consciousness. Therefore, autonomously refers to the nature of that object that has its own unique ontological status or matter of being. It is just this that is called essence or intrinsic nature. Take, for example, the case of an imaginary snake that is mistakenly ascribed to a rope. If we leave aside how it is ascribed from the perspective that apprehends a snake and try to analyze what the snake is like in terms of its own nature, since a snake is simply not present in that object, its features cannot be analyzed. It is similar with regard to those phenomena, to these phenomena. Suppose that we leave aside analysis of how they appear, i.e. how they appear to a conventional awareness, and analyze the objects themselves, asking, what is the manner of being of these phenomena? We find they are not established in any way. Ignorance does not apprehend phenomena in this way. It apprehends each phenomena as having a manner of being such that it can be understood in and of itself without being posited through the force of a conventional consciousness. Chandrakirti's commentary on the 400 stanzas says, where did we stop? Mid 60s. Uh, what did he say? Uh, without any doubt, what exists only through the presence of conceptual thought and does not exist without conceptual thought definitely does not exist essentially, as in the case of a snake that is imputed to a coiled rope. Thus, Chandrakirti states how phenomena do not essentially exist. Therefore, what exists objectively in terms of its own essence, without being posited through the power of a subjective mind, is called self or intrinsic nature. The absence of this quality in the persons is called selflessness of person. Its absence in phenomena, such as eyes, ears, and so forth, is called selflessness of objects. Hence, we may implicitly understand that the conceptions of that intrinsic nature as present in persons and objects are the conceptions of the two self, self of person and self of phenomena. It is as Chandrakirti's commentary on the 400 stanzas says, self is in an essence of things that does not depend on others. It is an intrinsic nature. The non-existence of that is selflessness. Because of the division into objects and persons, it is understood as twofold, the selflessness of objects and selflessness of persons. Jitta Gunta, okay.
qualm. The conception of persons as existing by way of their own their intrinsic character can be a conception of a personal self. Cannot be a conception of a personal self. For if it were, then even observing persons other than oneself and conceiving of them as existing by way of their own intrinsic characteristic would be a conception of a personal self. If you admit this, then while it must be a view of the perishing aggregates, it cannot be a view of the perishing aggregates insofar it is not a conception of that thinks I. Reply. As explained earlier, Chandrakirti says that an intrinsic nature in persons in it is a self of persons, so one must accept that a conception of the person as intrinsically existent is a conception of a self of persons. However, a conception, conception of a per self of persons is not necessarily a view of the perishing aggregates. That sees I and mine. Um, I think that's where we are. Maybe it, it might be like, what isn't, let me just see, let me get exact here. What is needed in order to have a conception of the view of self that is a view of the perishing aggregates? In the case of the conception of self that is an acquired view of the perishing aggregates, there is no definite rule as there are many, including among the Samitaya schools, who do as a result of their philosophies apprehend of self when they observe the aggregates. However, in the case of the innate view of the perishing aggregates, Chandrakirti's commentary on the middle way refutes that the aggregates are the observed object, and an explanation of the middle way commentary says that the dependently imputed self is the observed object. Okay, Digsung Rinpoche. Jitta Gunta Dagi Dazin. So, the view of the perishing aggregates is the view that this inherently existent I, um, um, there is an inherently existent I, and there are inherently existent minds. So, um, this is my, I, I exist and this is my hand. So, it, it, there is an independent self that has ownership of some sort. Um, my hand. The, the hand is I. So it's more, instead of saying my hand, it's really apprehending the hand is me. It's not really saying that the hand is mine. The, really what the view of the perishing aggregates is, is that the hand is me. The I is not, is not, is truly established, is independent, and the hand is me. The aggregates are me. So it's not really mine, it's saying is me. So then Rinpoche, Nge Mota Garishgari. Yomare. So if you see that the car is me, then this is the view of the perishing aggregates. If you see, if you identify that somehow with the self, if you identify that the car is me, the hand is me, 
um, um, then it would fall into the category of the view of perishing aggregates. But that car is mine does not fall into the view of the perishing aggregates. It has to identify the objects within self somehow. Um, so um, that's why um, there is a difference between then then a chapagari the ni yanjusuna jita dang. So the, there is a difference between the kali 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 rimche. Okay, so there is a difference between the view of the perishing aggregates and kansak dazin and the grasping at self of persons. When we combine, when we look at those two subjects, and we ask if they are. If there are three permutations, four permutations, if they are mutually exclusive or if they are synonymous, they fall categorically under four permutations or four, four, four possibilities. Because, so then if we say, Kangla Kangi Kyap, is we say, what pervades what? Here, let me write this down. Let's go perishing. Let's go and the the perishing. Okay, the kansagi dazin, the jeta yimbi macha show. Kansagi dazin jeta macha show is na. Then go to mezin rangon ruban mezin but the kansagi dazin ro jeta mares. Jeta ngau nyoga maro. Oh, okay, so the made gender wrong in the drupa. So, oh. so if there, so what pervades what? So, if it is a self of of persons, it is not necessarily the view of the perishing aggregates. So, posit that which is self of person, but not view of the perishing aggregates. And Rinpoche said an, another person's um, uh, intrinsic nature. So the intrinsic nature of another person would be grasping itself of persons, but not the view of the perishing aggregates. Then a the jita yena the kansak dazin yimbi machasho. So so ngai laba ngai yimba rangon dubenzi bajiro. Ote jita re kansak dazin maris. So my hand is me. The grasping at my hand is me. Is the view of perishing aggregates, but not grasping at self of persons. Then a garshene the the kansaki da kansaki dazi mayinde. Kansaki dazi mayinde me ba galu me na rangondu tu mazibeje. Yanjer sirunang kali kali. Me ba me ba kansaki la me na rangondu tu ba mazibeje. Then a Kansak Dazing, then Dazin Kansak Dazing, in a Jita in my shoes and a machine. No, yeah, Yomari, the the Jita in a Kansak Dazing in my shoes and a Nai Lapa. Nai Lapa Yayimba. Then Mayinde, Kansak. Um, okay, so why is that not? Because my hand that I see as me is not a person. So that's why, so I asked him to describe further, then why isn't it, um, the, why isn't that example 
um, grasping itself of persons, and it's because my hand is me is not person. Then a nika yimbimu. So what what is something that is a common locus? I just asked. So grasping at the eye as being intrinsically existent is both grasping at self of persons and uh, the view of the perishing aggregates. Then a nika mayimbimu. And then something which is neither is a rabbit with horns. Um, so uh, we find that there are four permutations or four possibilities when you compare self of persons and the view of the perishing aggregates. Chandashi <laughs> Pumbo Maybe Jesus Kanza 
I'm just going to reread the, this paragraph here. What is, is needed in order to have a conception of the self that is a view of the perishing aggregates? In the case of the conception of self that is acquired view of the perishing aggregates, there is no definite rule, as there are many, including some among the Samitaya uh, schools who do, as a result of their philosophies, apprehend a self when they observe the aggregates. However, in the case of the innate view of the perishing aggregates, Chandrakirti's commentary on the middle way refutes that the aggregates are the observed object, and his explanation of the middle way commentary says that the def dependently imputed self is the observed object. Hence, an innate view of the perishing aggregates does not take the aggregates as its object of observation, but rather observes the mere person. Moreover, it must be a person who is a basis for the arising of the thought I. Thus, a person of another continuum of mental and physical aggregates is not the object of observation. With regard to the how that object of observation is apprehended, Chandrakirti's explanation of the middle way commentary says, concerning that a view of the perishing aggregates operates within the thoughts of I and mine. Thus, it is not simply a conception of intrinsic existence, i.e. existence by way of its own intrinsic nature. It must be a conception thinking I, the explanation of the middle way commentary says, just the view of the perishing aggregates is to be eliminated, and it is eliminated upon understanding the selflessness of self. Thus, Chandrakirti says that you eliminate the view of the perishing aggregates by knowing the selflessness, the non-intrinsic existence of the self that is the object of observation, thereby contradicting the way that it is apprehended by the view of the perishing aggregates. Since the view of the perishing aggregates must apprehend the opposite of that wisdom which knows selflessness, moreover, since a view of the perishing aggregates is a conception of the person as essentially existent, it is a conception of an I that exists by way of its intrinsic characteristic. 
Using this as an example, you should be able to understand the view of the perishing aggregates that is a conception of mind. Even when they do not conceive I or mind, conceptions of the person as substantially existent are still cases of ignorance that misconceives of self of persons. So it does not, it is not the case that they are not afflictions. Then the Rinpoche, the Temchi Monga, the Nge Lapa Nga Yin Chitta. The Lapa Nga Yimba Chitta. The Lapa the Nga Lapa Jita Yomare. So it's grasping at self of phenomena if you're grasping at it as like your hand. It's the view of the perishing aggregates if you say hand is mine. Their hand is me, rather. So it's just confusing because they're writing mine, and it's it's a little. It it means hand is me when they're writing it in that way. That's the meaning of the view of the perishing aggregates. And I even looked it up in this this text, um, where it says, a view of the transitory collection observes the appropriated mental and physical aggregates and conceives them to be a real I, and mine. So it's it's even confusing the way it's written in here, but it literally means that uh, hand is me, consciousness is me, um, is I. And the grasping at that as being truly established is the view of perishing aggregates. Um, it isn't, uh, so then it says, it is an endurance in the sense of not fearing the mistakenness of inherent existence, I and mine, a desire in the sense of seeking a mistaken object, an intelligence in the sense of thoroughly discriminating the object, and a conception in the sense of adhering strongly to its object, it's, and a view in the sense of observing its object. So they're just breaking the etymology of the word. A view of the transitory collection has the function of serving as the basis of all bad views. It is called the view of the transitory collection because the mental and physical aggregates, which are the base of the view, are impermanent and thus transitory, and are a composite of the plural, and thus a collection. The name itself indicates that there is no permanent and partless person. A view of the transitory collection conceives of an inherently existent I and exaggerates the distinction between self and other. Okay. Uh, as in the passage just cited, self refers to mere essential or intrinsic existence and also refers to the object of an awareness that simply thinks I. Of these two, so I'm back in the Lamrim Chemo. That was the Jeffrey Hopkins meditation on emptiness. I just think it has a small section that's really helpful. So now back to 215, second paragraph. As in the passage just cited, self refers to mere essential or intrinsic existence and also refers to the object of an awareness that simply thinks I. Of these two, the former is the object negated by reason, whereas the latter is accepted conventionally, so it is not refuted. Therefore, this passage indicates that you do not refute the object which is observed by the innate view of the perishing aggregates. However, the way that its aspect is apprehended is as an essentially existent I. So it is not that they do not refute that way of apprehending. For example, you do not refute the sound that is you do not refute the sound that is the object observed by a conception that sound is permanent. But you do refute the permanent sound that is the referring object of the conception. It is just it is not a contradiction. This similar case is similar. Uh, then 
the noble father, Nagarjuna, his spiritual son, Aryadeva, and the two masters, Buddhapalita and Chandrakirti, prefaced their refutations by saying, if things existed intrinsically, if things existed essentially, if things existed by way of their own intrinsic character, and if things existed substantially, you should understand that the intrinsic nature and so forth mentioned in those texts is, is indicated above. Also, you should understand that the words indicating that those various things do not exist mean that they do not exist as they are conceived by ignorance. Uh, <laughs> Shesombe Pong Tayangazangi Kazaki Good 
معاشے گابسوں پہ راجیں لاسوں پہ کھاتے ہیں بات تتا تو رب شال تتا میں بتوں پہ ناچے تو ماری بشیاں با تر تو میں بتوں با تتا تو شے بشا ہو تتا تو کواشا ہو چھبتی یو مگو بات تو تھانے تو مدپا راجیں چی راجیں چی دبا وہاں پہ مائیں دبا تم مائیں با یہیں بے جوتا با نام جوتا با نام گو با نام تدا لا سانگنا جاگو بے کنگار ماتو تمہیں تلا رنگ تو بے راجیں سے بے چھ بسا دو جا مگو دے تدا لا تمہیں دے چوتا ماں دادا کے کھیلاں سیم بچرو دادا لے شیم با اوما تھانے تو یوبا نابن جو بھی دونوں نے چدا شی ہیاں دادا گو بھی کاسو کاسو نے چھبت جم مجالا گو کھینچے ریبا نیلاں چون تھوں با جو بھی سین جی با تانا سنجے بتانا شی تو جی جا گوسو جیسے بتر اوما پہ تھانے تو جو بھی تو نا تھانے تو جو بھی تو نا تو نا راجیں یہ بات یہ میں چوبا ریبت ریبت نہ تدا مہینا تدا مہینا آنجو لا صبح تھانے تو کھیلیں با زوڑا لا صبح کھیلیں با چھبتیں مروئی دن روا دن روا نے لائن دن روا نے لاں مہین چوتھا چوتھا دن جاؤں تو تھے دو تھے دو دن جاؤں تو متھے تو شیبا متھے تو شیبا لا صبح جتنے بتان جتنے لیندے بھی جتنے لیندے بھی جتنے لیندے با دے با دے بھی نہ جا کہاں یہاں میں تو میں بھی راجیں جی تم بلا کھندے جی نہ جا تھانچے تھے بھی چھبا مروئی شروع تتا نا سمیں منوے جاں تن گوبا دو نا کھے بھی ینگے جنے ینو تینا تدا گوبا سو بھی کو سو دو مزہ ہوا چھبت 
Zawa Shawo. Dear Ziba Tan Majayan Jawa Tinaji Nejan Neji Tulhawa Lagune Tulhawa Gune Ne Majayu Kosuyan Jaguba Yinde Tadala Jumaji Chabajun Zijan Mebishiro Jayan Nabar Jiba Na Yuba Mayino Shee Nabar Jibi Chabar Jean-Mamadou, Gami Lutan when to add qualifications to other objects of negation. When you say that other utter non-existence, such as the horns of a rabbit and the son of a barren woman, do not exist, you need not attach a qualification such as intrinsically. Similarly, there are things that, through existent, though exi although existent among objects of knowledge, exist at some times and places and do not exist at other times and places. When you say that these do not exist at a particular time or place, there is also no need to add to that qualification. Furthermore, when refuting imaginary constructs from the unique assertions of Buddhists or non-Buddhist essentialists, things that Madhyamakas do not exist except as conventionally existent, there is no need to newly attach the qualification essentially or intrinsically to the objects, except in the occasional situation when you should add it taking into account the opponent's perspective. This is because these, those proponents of tenets have already asserted the essential existence of those objects. In any other, in any other case whatsoever where Madhyamakas do conventionally posit the object, if you fail to add a qualification when refuting it, then the fallacies you adduce will equally apply to your own critique, and hence it will be only a sham of refutation. Thus it must be added. 
Moreover, as explained earlier, neither a reasoning consciousness which analyzes whether something exists intrinsically nor a conventional valid cognition can contradict what the Madhyamakas posit conventionally. For, if either did, it would be utterly un untenable to make the distinction that we do not conventionally assert things such as a divine creator and yet we do assert forms, sounds, and such. Hence, there would be no way to make presentations of the mundane or supermundane such as, this is the path, that is not the path. The tenet is correct, that that is not correct. Consequentially, the distinguishing feature that all presentations of cyclic existence in nirvana are tenable within the emptiness of intrinsic existence would be impossible. To a skillful philosopher, it is ridiculous to claim that something is refuted even though such valid cognitions do contradict it. Therefore, when stating that you refute those phenomena, such as forms, you should be sure to add a qualifying phrase. Chandrakirti's commentary on the 400 stanzas and commentary on the 60 stanzas of reasoning very often add a qualifying phrase when refuting the object to be negated. Such phrases frequently appear in Nagarjuna's fundamental treatise and Buddha Palita's commentary on the fundamental treatise and in Chandrakirti's clear words and in a commentary on the middle way along with the explanations of the middle way commentary. Thus those authors regard the repetition of qualifying phrases as excessive verbi verbiage, verbiage and they thought that the significance of their having added them at certain points would make it easily understood even when they did not. You should add it even when you should add it even where there did not, because there is not the slightest difference between the places where they did add it and the places where they did not. Furthermore, they frequently added the qualification of analysis, saying when analyzed it does not exist. As explained above, this means that if it existed, essentially it would have to be found by a reasoning consciousness which analyzes the way it exists. However, it is not found, and therefore an essentially existent object does not exist. Hence, you should realize that this makes the same point as saying it does not oh. exist essentially oh. or intrinsically. For it as it... For... It is as Chandrakirti's commentary on the 400 stanzas says, Since they are deceptive, like the wheel of a firebrand, an emanation or such, these things become non-things. If they did not, then under exacting rational analysis, their essences would be very clearly observable. As in the case of a goldsmith analyzing gold, however, their causes are strictly erroneous, so that when the fire of analysis burns them, they cannot be anything but essenceless. Question. Time. Right, so, um, yeah, last week I think there was uh, some difficulties, especially number one, I didn't really understand the uh, fourth link. And number two, I think there was some like language barriers because I learned the terms in Sanskrit. So I spent some time with a uh, Tibetan dictionary this week, and I assembled a uh, little table here to help me explain this question better. So what I was sort of trying to get at last week is, you know, as you said, you know, I had misunderstood uh, the uh, name and form or the Tibetan, the Ming Dang Zogs, the fourth link. In Ming Da, Ming Da Zu. Yep. So that one comprises all five of the aggregates. However, yes. the... No. Oh, it doesn't? Ming Da Zhu. The Pombonga Yomar Pombojie. Pombonga. Pombonga Kanga. 
Ming Da Zhu, the Dendel Yenla Junyi, the the Yenla Zhipa. Mizu. Mizu. The Pomonga Kanga? Pombo. Je. Mixe Pombo Yurebe. Pomonga. Mixu. Yanla Pomonga. Pomboji. Zuzu Pombo Maime. Pomboji. What the Miji Pombo's injured? Yene, meek shape, meek number shape of Yomare. Miji Pombo's meek number shape of Yomare. So it's the four aggregates excluding the consciousness. Excluding consciousness, Let's see, it's the same as the fourth aggregate. They're both uh, the Tibetan word dubied. So if the fourth uh, t- the fourth uh, dependent origination link is... But if it's uh, the same name in Tibetan, it doesn't mean it means the same thing. So you're saying that the second link, lay. So what does it say on the table? So on the table I made is, you know, the second link is karmic formation, action, or constructing activity in the dependent origination. And the, and the definitions used for the five aggregates. Duji Gulay, right? Is that what it says in Tibetan? Yeah, I, I did my best to. I, I yeah, no, it. I'm just trying to get yeah. to the question. It's like a so, pos- so it's a apostrophe D-U space B-Y-E-D. In the say Wiley. it again? Uh, apostrophe D-U space b-y-e-d and i could have screwed up with the but the rimache the yenla nipa the maripa it's just what i said so it was what i said so then pombo jipa chipa yurbe gangisena the pombonga zuji pombo the pombonga pombo jipa garre Duji Pombo, the cheaper. Duji Pombo, dang the Duji lay cheaper. Gine Ming cheaper than Kong Sampa, Ming cheaper, Dane Sun Sang, Dunda cheaper. So it's not the same meaning, it's a totally different meaning. So those That's two, so that it's Remiche saying that the second link yeah. and the fourth aggregate aren't the same, they don't mean the same thing. All right, and is that also true of... Um, so, like, basically, in order to really go... We need a teaching on the 12 links of dependent right. origination. You know what I mean? In order to, like, thoroughly go over this. And we have that. If you go <coughs> back on Rinpoche's teachings, you find an entire, probably, like, month or two devoted to the 12 links of dependent origination. Um, so, but I can figure, like, so what's the reason for comparison? What's the, st- what's the sticking point? I just want to well, ask. I just, because, um, you know, what's they, the you sticking have the point? five aggregates and, uh, Right, that's what comprise a being. The, f- yeah, the five so aggregates the five are, aggregates are listed in the links of dependent origination, but not the third aggregate. And I'm really confused why, you know, three, so, you But know, that's, don't, don't even compare those two things. All right, so, yeah. Don't so just, look at the aggregates. The same words. Yeah, the four aggregates are mentioned in the name and form. Yep. 
and they're and e, and the, the even though they're using the same word don't don't yeah, look at don't. the tibetan you'll have to you'd have to understand what the meaning of the tibetan in this context well, it is, is. Yeah, i mean in all the cases the sanskrit and the tibetan are no i mean the meaning of it in the context, oh, so in of, the context. of that so even though they're using the same words it doesn't matter different con- all right we do the same thing in english all the time yeah that's sort of the, the problem here but uh, anyway one last but what's thing. the what's the what's the problem in practice that you're getting at what's the barrier well, in order what's to, the hang-up so i understand that you know the, the things that are going on in my head okay are the reason that i'm you know trapped in this cyclic existence so you know these these productions and, and that's why these you know mental activities are all listed as the 12 links of dependent and origination uh, the thing that's always confused me is that the third aggregate which is uh, perception or discrimination it's duches in tibetan that's the only one that has is not listed in the twelve links. And now I had misunder, misunderstood because I had thought nom or the it's uh, within name and form. Yeah, the name and form was something different, so I didn't know it was included in that. So yeah. I, I've spent a long time curious about how you know these fourth aggregates are in my you know part of what binds me to this world, but not the third. So I was trying to get the aggregates in. aren't what binds you to this world. They're just a, a, a kind of a result of what binds you to this well, world. If it's, I mean, if it's all you have, a, a Buddha has aggregates. That's yeah. my point. A Buddha oh, has yeah. five aggregates. Yeah. So that's not what binds it's you. It's part of the, the it's the grasping at them uh-huh. as being intrinsically existent and believing that this hand is you believing that this body is Jeff. That, and grasping at it as being just that. Jeff will always be. Jeff is permanent and partless. And when I walk down the street, I feel like that. I feel like this Jeff. I feel like, okay, you tell me I'm going to die, but I don't really believe that. And when I die, I'm going to be Jeff still. I'll just be Jeff somewhere else. Like I feel that. I grasp at Jeff yeah. that much. Yeah. So, and it's all these parts that I believe make me and that are me. So that's it. It's just the grasping at that. And Buddha is just saying that breaking down what your parts are in an even more subtle way, saying that this is the form aggregate, this is the feeling, this perception, this is how you discriminate between that's a car and that's a bike. And, and, that, and, and, and you grasp at that, and you grasp at that, and you grasp at that, and all these things come together, and then you grasp at a, a whole thing that isn't a whole, it's a whole thing only because of its parts. But it's not a, simp- a singular whole thing. And that's the whole can of worms right there that you're trying to work through. And the Buddha's just giving you all of these aids to say, okay, well, this is kind of why you're in cyclic existence. This is what happens. You grasp, and then this happens, then that happens, and, and, and that. And this is the, the chain of things, of events that's happening while you're here. But really, the only reason it's happening is because of the first link, ignorance grasping at all of this stuff as being real and then being jealous and being angry and not being happy and not giving and not being generous because of grasping at this. So it's the reversal of that which kind of fixes everything else. Thank you. Uh, One other quick thing. It's not a question, but I I mentioned last week there's a lot of just frustration because if you're reading English Buddhist texts, people use, you know, just as an example, someone will use discrimination for the uh, third aggregate. Another author author will use discriminating awareness for the fifth one. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I... 
There's know, a whole lot yeah, more that, too. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's a lot of you know I was confused. That's why I learned the terms in Sanskrit. But anyway, I made a. You know, for that reason, I figured, you know, maybe other people would have difficulty with this, too. So I printed out for a couple sure. copies of it. It's got the uh, Sanskrit term, the Pali term, which a lot of English Buddhist writers use, the Tibetan term, and then uh, as many in common English translations of each one as I could fit on the page. So uh, if anyone you know, Great. thinks no, that's helpful, like definitely that, then, for yeah, as you build the lexicon. And um, what was I going to say? I forgot. Thank you. Sash. On page 214, can you just explain, I guess, the subtle difference between the acquired view of the parishing aggregates and the innate view of the parishing aggregates? Hmm. Please. Rinpoche, the, let me get to the Tibetan. Lenshi. Hold on, Lenshi. Let's go. Triyapudu. The Tupton children, Triyachipa. It's the same question uh, Tupton Children asked Rinpoche about 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm sorry, when we had a private audience, the same thing. Uh, hold on one second. Lenche Chen. That's good. I want to ask it right, uh, just so it's answered properly. Chitsu La Kansa Ranjing Yobar Zinba Marsheba Kansak Ranjing Yoba Kansaki Dadu Zumbe. Just give me one second. Kansaki Dazin Du Guso Wuna Jan Kansaki Dadu Zinba Jubilee Wuna Dazin. Jita de Dazin, Jita, Gunta tan Lenche, Gunta Lenche, Rimche. Jita de Gunta tan Lenche. They don't, they Nama Tupton children, they chew a jasson. Not a one to one to visit what you are. Not a one to one to visit what the Jusela ten, eh? Not a one to one to visit So the grasping uh, at the eye as being truly established um, and thinking about the reason uh, that it is truly established is an acquired uh, view. Hold on. Is the, in this case, it says acquired, right? The acquired view. Then a, the, nga, raonde drupa, then a jutsen, sanlodana, jita, kunda, the, jutsen sanlodana, So, if you don't, require a reason, then it's natural, or it's the, what are they calling it, innate. Usually it's a natural and uh, um, acquired or um, artificial. Sometimes it's called artificial and natural. Artificial means that you're using a reasoning to grasp at eye, and the other is this, this natural grasping at eye that doesn't require a reason. The Jutsin Maguna so if you grasp at the eye as being truly established without using reasoning, then it's uh, natural or the, um, what are they calling it again? I always say natural, innate. And if you're grasping at the eye as being truly established, uh, but using a reason um, for it, then that is the artificial or acquired. 
I want to do the S-T-A-C to the... Oh. I want to start announcing people. Just, just let me know if you want like a so Buddhist na rap name. Like I know that there's like monasteries with like, you know, thousands of people. There's um, mama bear? What did you say? Monks? Did I, well, I don't know. What did I say? I thought you said there's mama bears. <laughs> Monastery. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. okay. Mama, I, mama bears. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so like the thousands of cubs. <laughs> no. So, for example, like you know, you've talked about like the monasteries in Tibet, how there's like you know a lot of monks. I'm just wondering, how do they feed them all, and like where do they get the food, and you know, like do they have like fields where they farm, or do they okay. have people that donate? Fair question. In Tibet, in India. Yeah, I was just okay. The Drepung Dansera Danganden, the Drapa Sheda Mambudu, then they Kala Mambugu. Then a kala kabarne me jenda ngultegudu, the drapa lekechegudu, then a the shintu yurube, then konsu the shin, then shintu lekechegudu, sacha lekecheken, sakan lekecheken yurube, then ngu kandreja, kala kandreja. Less そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そう。そ
Um, but now they have been able to build it and build it and build it because of outside donations. But they do have, um, like, they'll each have, like, jobs in the monastery. Okay. Like, a cook, and this person will work in the, the monastery library, and this person will work in... You, but that's not what's feeding them. Okay. It's external Donations. source, ex external money. Wow, right. Thank I you. mean, it literally, it's so inexpensive. All that would be, like, one Richard Gere could feed the monastery <laughs> with no problem as, yeah. like, one of his things he contributes to. Because it's so cheap to make, oh. like, a thing of food for a thousand people. <laughs> it's really a lot cheaper than you would think. Right. I live there for, like, you can live there a year for, like, a thousand dollars. As a Westerner, if you have a place to stay, you can eat out and. It's very cool. Cause yeah. Like uh, rubies. Yeah. Movies. R rubies. Rubies. Yeah, the the currency in India. Oh, rupees! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's rubies there too, so you're confusing <laughs> oh, me. Uh, okay. It's a lot of precious gems. <laughs> rubies. Ru ru rupees. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like over sixty now to one or something. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. It's like when I was there, it was like 50 or something to one, and a Coke is like 10 or 12 rupees. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like 10, say, 5 cents, 7 cents. I visited the kitchen in the Trey Pong's Yeah. And it was an amazing place, the size of the pots. Yeah, yeah. Terry was saying that, Therese was saying that she visited Trey Pong in, in Tibet. And got to see like the humongous pots that they cook in. It's crazy how big the kitchen is and the size of the pots. When they make like a veggie biryani, like the pot is so big. The veggie, the biryani, it's ansan. Then the gyul, the shera chambudu. Then drapa, the, the biryani zugdu. It's like a special day when they get the biryani. It's like a special day. Like someone has to give extra money that day and like sponsor it and then they get like vegetable biryani and there's like cashews in it and stuff. Yeah. But usually they just live with the simplest, cheapest cuisine they can get. Suits. I it's sampa and they're making uh, circumambulations, but I don't understand no, what the two. Oh, so they make a, the um, they um, grind the they make sampa by grinding the grains on rock with rocks, and then they make they make uh, this kind of uh, it's just it's like it's like barley flour to me, and they love it. They just eat it. I don't know. Does anyone here like it? Who's had it? You do? Uh, I can't eat it. That's that. My hat's off. If I had one. That's scary stuff. It's dry. It's like eating flour. Anyone? Yeah, I guess if you mix it with milk, put some sugar and honey. Yeah, and butter. I love anything like that. You can put anything. Maple syrup. Come on, I'm in. Yes. Okay, so I had a question ultimately about um, bodhicitta, um, but I wanted to start with, you know, the title of this is not Stages of the Path to Buddhahood, it's to Enlightenment. So why is it not called the Stages of the Path to Buddhahood if we're on... Because Enlightenment is divided into different categories, okay, and so it doesn't just teach you, it teaches the Enlightenment of the Hinayana, which isn't, re uh, of the small scope, which isn't really Enlightenment. It's just named like that. And it teaches you the enlightenment of the medium scope, which is nirvana. And it teaches you the enlightenment of the great scope, which is Buddhahood. Okay. 
There's different enlightenment is a word which is liberation is divided into categories. Okay. Enlightenment is cat shanchup enlightenment is different categories. Okay. The okay, so we're on the you know, towards the end of the six perfections, we're on the last one. And it goes on now for a while. And it seems like these concepts would be necessary to achieve individual liberation, not just Buddhahood. And so the, la and the last piece is that you have to develop, um, have bodhicitta and this mind that aspires to enlightenment for the sake of all sentient beings to remove the last obscuration, uh, obscurations to omniscience, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's nothing in here, like these are all the teachings, you say at the beginning, like these are all the teachings of mm -hmm. Lord Buddha and all the commentaries. Like where is the piece on that that we can study or is it kind of innate in these teachings? I like don't know it, what you mean. I think it's... Like, it's so, I've like, the, this development at the end. Um, because, like, I'm, I'm going back and reading the Exchanging Self for Others and these other things about great compassion. And those are for people of medium... That's still in the, the teachings for people of no, medium capacity. No, great right? capacity. You don't get to bodhicitta or exchanging self and others, seven-point thought transformation, until you're in the great scope. Okay, until so you're in already, the Mahayana. Okay. Mahayana, you don't... you. Once you're into anything like that, you're in Mahayana territory. So they don't need to develop great compassion at all. To we don't, or a person doesn't, to to achieve individual liberation. No. It's not part of that nope. at all. Okay. Nope. So I was just thinking about you know we're at the end here and it's all focused on wisdom, you know, and so like that seems like that's. But the it's assuming that this is written to a bodhisattva. This section is being written to a bodhisattva who has bodhicitta. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're reading it, yeah, yeah. but we're, we're just reading it. Yeah. This is being written to somebody who has received, who has those realizations. Because the book is written literally like you could just, you could go through it and you become enlightened. It's supposed to be written in that fashion. Right. It's written for a person to become enlightened, like a person. So depending on where you are at it's written for a person to become enlightened so it's each of these sections are realizations if you know what i mean like each like refuge is a realization all of these different things are realizations that you have they aren't just things you know they're actual you have a direct valid cognition of these things you have realizations of these things and as you realize this then you have a building block for realizing that and it's written in a way that is kind of cause and effect of realization. Yeah, it seems odd that someone could have achieved enlightenment and not know these things that we're reading right now. You know, like they see, I mean, I guess I understand, so this is like layers and layers and layers. Well, they can just become free for themselves because they're only bound because they grasp at themselves in, in, in phenomena incorrectly. That's what keeps cyclic existence going. So you've just taken the causes away for that, but what keeps the ignorance of omniscience going is something else. So they haven't gotten rid of that, and that's this stuff. Just seems like this is basic. Uh, seems like, basic, but isn't. Right, like about selflessness. We're, yeah. You know, like these points over and over about selflessness. And you do have the points, though. When you're in the medium scope under the Four Noble Truths, it gets into, and it says, it actually sends the person to the later sections on emptiness in the medium scope. It'll say, if you need to know more about this emptiness, I'm going to explain it in the section later on uh, calm abiding and special insight. 
So he does send people to the further section because a Hinayanist can't achieve nirvana without Madhyamika Prasangika. They have to have what we call the Mahayana view of emptiness. But it's not a Mahayana view of emptiness, it's just the view of emptiness. So, does that make sense? Rinpoche, uh, what was the question? I forget. I just want to tell Rinpoche, Kontriwa de, the Garishene, the Teme Nyanin Le Depa, the Temepa, the Konsu, the Ninji Chempo, the Semche, the Kanga Gugumare, Gangan Sene, Konsu Nyanin Le Depa Le Tu. ジポチョンをシャンチュシャンチュニュネシャンチュニュネヨマレイエネシャンチュミンギダデンジでジポデンでテメシャンチュデサンジェヨマレイデンテチェンシャンチュデサンジェデンシャンチュカシェユレイエ
And then that's what he tr said. So I told him what I said to you, and then he added that. So I um, just want to thank uh, Rinpoche and, and Jeff for translating. Okay. Um, we, when we when we begin these prayers, the prayer of refu refuge and bodhicitta at the beginning of the teaching. Mm -hmm. It's a prayer of refuge and bodhicitta. And Rimche starts with Sanje, mm. right? And then we say, we follow, and we say this three times. Mm. So we're taking refuge in Rinpoche. Well, Rinpoche actually has given us his blessing. We're taking refuge in Rinpoche, so we have his blessing in our mind stream. Is this true? To connect with the Mahayana, this great bodhicitta, this great compassion, compassion, this um, teacher who has great compassion. So we're very fortunate that we have this teacher, this special teacher who has these realizations, and we have taken refuge in him. So my question is, we will be able to develop this because of his compassion if we try to study. Um, well, not all of us have taken refuge in Rinpoche. Not everyone necessarily. So I just, I want to just start with that. So I'm just, I'm trying to think when we're all praying the refuge prayer, mm -hmm. I just want to ask the question properly. You know me, I'm like very fanatical about like the details. So when we're saying the refuge prayer, and then does that, does Rinpoche's compassion for us connect to our guru devotion and allow, is there some sort of blessing that allows us to practice? Like some kind of seed or imprint that's planted because we've connected with this particular teacher. Okay. Rinpoche, the Shenyan Densu, the Shenyan Densu, Teichen, the Shenyan Densu, Mahayana Guru devotion, I'm saying. Teichen, Shenyan Densu. Then Natsu, the the Dakpar Natsu the Jantro Sanjay Chodan Soji Chodan La Shanshu Badu the Natsu Dangdu then the Techen Jantro then the Chechen Jantro the Lama Jawa Yurube Lama the Natsu Susu Dupa the Lama Nangla Yurube the Chirang Natsu Shela Jakadu Natsu the Jantro Kandun Chena Cheran Natsu Shelap Jagadu, then Natsu Pentogadu, then the Detsi Detsi Laronang. Gangasina Kongit Sampa, the Jantro, Sanjay Chodan Soji Chodan La, Shenyan Densu, Drawa Yure, then Natsu, the Jantro, the Kandun Dana, then Cheran, Shela Natsu Shela Jagdue. Susudu. Uh, so this is a blessing given by the Buddhas, the jewel, three jewels. Then Chiran Yo Marube is not a blessing given by me. It is a blessing given to you by the three jewels. Then they, the Chiran Natsu the Gonchu Sum Pecha Chigdu, then Natsu Gut Sogudu, then Sunsang Natsu Tepa Cha. So I'm asking, so what is the connection to Guru Devotion? Less so. So there's no connection to, to that Guru Devotion, that 
um, guru devotion has to refuge other than the fact that we rely on the teacher to teach us what the three jewels mean and what refuge means. So to, in the beginning stages of practice, to talk about or to, to think about from our sides, for practitioners to think about guru devotion is very difficult and uh, not a beginning thing to talk about. You have to first really, really know who a teacher is and what they're about and what they know and observe them. And after that, we, one can talk about guru devotion. It's similar to um, when you go through the school system and you have a teacher who, because of that learning, you become a scholar. Because the teacher has taught you all of these subjects, you become a scholar of those subjects. So you've relied on him or her to become a scholar in those subjects. It's a very similar, you're relying on him or her in a, in, on these subjects, these spiritual subjects. When Rinpoche gives us an initiation, or we receive an initiation from His Holiness the Dalai Lama, we imagine the guru. That's tantra. That's why he's saying that's a tantric teaching, oh, okay. a secret tantric teaching. So he's saying that that's not something that is really a beginning stage to think about because when you look at guru devotion in the tantric context, it's very easy to misinterpret it. Even Stephen, uh, not who was it? They wrote the whole book on the guru, the guru devotion and the problems in the West with it because of our misinterpretation. Alexander Berzin called the spiritual what's it called it's such a great book but um people can relying on the spiritual that one relying on the spiritual teachers so guru devotion has become very misinterpreted in the west so often that um it's really something like uh, like we've read the story of lord to the the rimache the atisha the con the shira taj rimbo chinson the gegen yure so there's a story of Lord Atisha. And Atisha was going to um, meet with a very, very famous teacher. Um, and uh, it was he was world known, and he was went there to receive teachings on, I believe uh, the Sonchinagare Sir Limpa, the the he went to go receive teachings on from from Sir Limpa on uh, Bodhicitta, and these are the main teachings that Lord Atisha ended up teaching. This was the root of Lord Atisha's teachings, and Sir Limpa was the most famous teacher in the land. And he took like a 13-month, you know I'm bad at history, but look this part up. It's like a 13-month boat ride, and they were almost killed, and, and Atisha had to ward off spirits, and he went through all this trouble to get to the teacher, and he got off the boat, and he went around town and asked everyone about Sir Limpa before he went to meet him. So he went and said, is Sir Limpa this? Is he really who everyone says? And he spent an enormous amount of time just analyzing and cutting and rubbing, basically, um, what the students had to say about Sir Limpa. And then when he, and then, and only then, he went to meet with the master. Um, and it says that they slept 
cloak like with like head to head for the next three years or something like that. That they became that close that they like he taught him day and night to the point where they slept like head to head um, for until he left. Lo sum lo He doesn't remember how many years. Maybe it's three years. So it's just very important that even though you've heard, you go see the Dalai Lama, make sure that the Dalai Lama is someone you want to follow, not just because he's the Dalai Lama. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I know the answer. Okay. Gangyusin and Neju and Lana may be Jew. Then the Chenyan Densu Mumbo Yure, then Kongi Gechi the Gechi Shedu, then Esegudu, May Kanga, Nature Lana may be Jew, the La, the Pentogamare, Datayen. It isn't, and Rinpoche, I just, I, I said to Rinpoche, and he said yes, that it's not beneficial for people who aren't at that level to even hear about teachings that are secret. Any more? Any less? You have a Just a quick yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Nobody should leave here with a question because we have Rinpoche right here. In our prayer book, when we do the Confession of Downfalls to the yes. 35 Buddhas. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Great. Uh, I like that. The first, the first is I, um, homage to the Confessions of the Bodhisattva's Downfalls. And then I, my name, throughout all times, take refuge in the Guru, the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha. So I always visualize the Guru. <laughs> Absolutely. And this particular practice, definitely. Yes. Yeah, the Rimche, the uh, thirty-five Buddhas, the Molanjana, the la, the Lama Shatselo Yure, the Ne, the Lama Tsanlodan, the 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 Molanjana, Shachetubala Shatselo, the Kanga Shatselo. Can I see that? Yene the the um uh Lama Jasuchio, Lama La Jasuchio, Sanjay La Jasuchio, Chula Jasuchio, Genu La Jasuchio, the Yure, then the Natsu Lama, Natsu the 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 Sanodan, the Namu Shanchu Sembi the 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 Shanchu Semba, Dan Sanjay, Sunchu Songa, Dan Lama, Kangat Sanodan. It's Soshin, Soshin. Yes. So when you think of the merit field, yes, you think of the Lama in the center, um, at the normal way you would a merit field. And Rinpoche said, just by saying to the founder, Bhagavan, Tathagata Arhat, perfectly perfected Buddha, glorious conqueror, Shakyamuni Buddha, I prostrate, it removes 10,000 eons of non-virtue, just by paying homage in that way uh, to Buddha Shakyamuni. So... This is uh, called the, the Confession of Downfalls to the 35 Buddhas, or the 35 Buddhas of Confession. It's in our prayer book, and it's one of the main prayers that uh, everyone in this lineage does uh, in order to purify negativity. And I used to have it memorized, and I definitely no longer do.
And that's actually a secret text. The so that's actually is, yeah the the source of all yeah the source of all my good um, is considered a tantric, like a kind of a, a tantric text. There's a secret way to read it and a non-secret way to read it. The yuntin shijoma, the kon the yuntin gunji the the lama, the yuntin kanga. The ne the the lam rim, the shenyan densu tambo shenyan densu yingua, So you do find the guru devotion in the beginning of the lam rim, um, so, but the word devotion can be really misused, and it can be reliance reliance on the teacher. That's a, a just as clean a word for the Tibetan word that's being used there. And when you use reliance on the teacher, then it do, it fits in the sutra and tantric text context much better because reliance according to sutra reliance according to tantra when you say devotion it starts to become makes it a little bit different i feel um, so i like the word reliance because i think it really gets the essence of what is being intended here so the the source of all my good is my kind lama my lord bless me first to see that taking myself to him or her in the proper way is the very root of the path and grant me then to serve and follow him or her with all my strength and reverence the reason it says in the proper way also is it means that you have to check the teacher before you take on the teacher so bringing yourself properly to a teacher is making sure that teacher is an appropriate teacher and and then relying on them to learn from all that other stuff is later. I think. I hope. All right. Are we ready? Oh, question. Let's do it. Last question. I'm putting the hat on it. The cap. Uh, Book ended. What is Pashamita? I, th I think I'm not pronouncing Prajnaparamita? it. Prajnaparamita? Yeah, that. It's perfection of wisdom. Perfection of wisdom. Prajnaparamita is perfection of wisdom. It, that's how it breaks down. Mm-hmm. I promise. And what is perfection of wisdom? It's the parshin, the the rimache kondish, the shera nimpo, and the prajnaparamita gare, parshin. Prajnaparamita is not parshin. Okay, so prajna means wisdom, and it, it's referring to. Um, like if we're breaking it down, like the Sanskrit. It literally means go, going to the other side of wisdom. To the other side, the other shore of wisdom is what it literally means. The perfection of wisdom, we use the word perfection, but it really is supposed to mean to the other side. So other English translators said, let's just say the other side's perfection. So we'll call it perfection of wisdom because it sounds better, but it really is to the other side, wisdom. Prajnaparamita. Cool? Yeah. Alright. Independence upon the wisdom realizing emptiness, one goes to the Buddha grounds, the other side, to the Buddha grounds. The other shore in Buddhism is enlightenment is not cyclic existence. There's just, they're referring, when they say the other shore, the other side, they're referring to not sick, super mundane as opposed to mundane, not worldly. So that's independent origination then? Dependent origination. No, independent. 
there's no dependent origination. Independent origination is wrong view. No, dependent no, origination. No, the other, uh, the, the no, no, it's the by realizing dependent origination, one goes to the other side of ignorance, basically, which is wisdom. What is that wisdom? The wisdom realizing dependent origination. Not independent, dependent. Independent means there's no dependence. Interdependence means that they're, but independent origination <coughs> isn't what we're, we're talking about. Dependent origination. It originates depending on other things. It depends on other things. We don't even talk, we've never used that word in this class. I've never said that in my whole life. Never come out of my mouth. Independent origination is never something we talk about. Independence, we, we talk about. Independence, not independence. Independence on that. Independence on this. That's all. Yeah. Independent, I see what you're saying. Yep. It depends on. Independence on this, there is that. But it does, it's not independent. It's independence on this, there is that. Because there is interdependence. So I can see how the words, but we're, yeah. Okay? okay. All right. Concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. This one goes out to you, Buddha. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara Tenzin Yatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. <laughs>